The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, friends. I'm your host, Chris Thrill. I'm a former Royal Marines commando. I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Hello, friends. One of my subscribers asked me, Chris, how do you deal with grief? And it's a brilliant question. And I can only give you the benefit of my experience and how, how I go about this. And I've had a fair amount of success with it. Grief is obviously different. It affects everybody in different ways. That could be depending upon biological factors, mental, psychological factors, and your social environment, right? And of course, not all deaths are the same. We'd never try and suggest that the death of a child or a, or a partner could say, for example, equate or be on a level with that of a, a, you know, your 104-year-old great-grandmother, right, who dies peacefully in her sleep. So, on that subject, you've got to get your head around this, folks, because, again, as I'm always saying, everything you've been taught is a lie. Dealing with death in this, particularly in the UK, is no different. I'm sure uh, many other countries follow suit. And in addition to the way we don't deal with the subject very well, you've also got this modern phenomenon of people buying into grief. It's like if you're posting on your Facebook that today is the the, the sixth anniversary of when your 94-year-old great-granddad died, not passed, died, then, and that that's the worst day in your, and this is the worst day in your life, then I'm just going to suggest it's not the most positive approach to life. And if that is your attitude and that is how your your thoughts have conditioned you, then you're not going to achieve all you can and you're not going to be on that path to enlightenment. And what is enlightenment? Enlightenment, it's not just happiness. Enlightenment is exactly about being able to deal with things like bereavement and to move on in a positive way. So enlightenment doesn't mean that your life isn't full of any problems it means that when the problems come you can deal with them on a balanced keel so they don't throw you out or throw your mental health out right so to understand death we need to understand life unless you're god or mother nature or the creator or the spirit whatever your chosen you know moniker is or philosophy. We're never really going to know why we're all here, are we? You can make guesses at it. 
But without getting that deep, I'd say understand this. We're all just carbon molecules. We're held together. We look like people, but we're basically carbon molecules held together at a certain resonating frequency. And we've been conditioned to think that we're all individuals because we think and we feel and we have memories that are unique to us, right? But at the end of the day, um, we're just all made of the same thing. And when we die, we go back to the earth. The one thing I'll say there is you never really die, do you? These molecules in your body, they're, they're never going away. They just reform into a different form of life. And that is the best way I can, out of the two ways I'm going to tell you, this is probably the best way to frame things. Your loved one hasn't gone. They've just taken on a different form. So I'll say to my son when we talk about death, because I want him to have a positive outlook on the subject, I'll talk about when my friend dies, that I see him in the fish, I see him in the animals, I see him in the plants, I certainly see him in the flowers. You know, he hasn't gone anywhere. That's really important to take on board. It's the eternal cycle of life. No one ever told you you'd be here forever. Why do we foolishly think that that should be the case or that you're supposed to have 80 years or 60 years or 50 or 120, whatever? And when you start to frame bereavement in that, in that more, much more positive construct, you're in immediately taking the emotional strain off yourself and you're taking the, the loss off you. Um, my friends that are dead, they're, they haven't gone anywhere. They're still here. I'm looking at them. I'm sat in my garden now, as you probably guessed. I'm, I'm seeing them in the vegetables that are growing. I'm seeing them in the sun that's shining on me. They couldn't go anywhere, even if they wanted to, right? It's called life. It's just an eternal cycle. And it's nothing to get overly upset about, right? I'm not talking in the short term when you've immediately lost someone, of course. I'm just saying this is this is a, a good construct to, to take on board. So, and then the next thing, what, what would your loved one say to you if they could see you now mourning them and it's gone on for months, maybe years, and it's it's all you kind of want to talk about? In some cases, this is what I've experienced. You know, what would they say to you if they could see you unhappy? What do they call it? Crying in your beer? Well, I'll tell you what my mate would say when he died on our holiday, drowned. Uh, I'll tell you a bit more about that, but he'd say, Oi, Chris, man, man the fuck up, mate. I'm serious. Sort yourself out. The last thing I would ever want is for you to be upset about me. I want you to remember the fun we had together, the memories the times I made you laugh, the times I made you cry, the stupid things I did, the clever things, that whatever. But the last thing I want is for you to be upset. So start smiling. Even if you can only manage one smile a day, start smiling and do it today and then do it tomorrow morning and then do it the next day and you do it until it becomes a pattern. Pattern becomes habit. And then 
it just becomes a part of you, right? Now, there's another way. This is, might not be for everyone, but I've done this now when my mother died in my arms, my stepfather died in my arms. Both went way too young. My mother was poisoned. Step, stepfather died of, or dad as I called him, died of uh, lympho lymphoma. Um, and my best mate Lee drowned on holiday, jumped into a lake. And the next thing, I'm standing on the lakeside next to his dead body. So anyway, when I'm looking down at Lee's dead body, I had a choice, didn't I? I could let this make me or break me or maybe not even do anything, right? Well, I certainly took the middle and the upper, the, uh, the upper thinking there. You see, there's nothing to be gained by becoming depressed. And anyone who's been depressed will know exactly what I'm saying. You do not ever want to go there again. And to a certain extent, I found I have a decision over that. So when Lee died, I'm like, oh, well, fuck it. And I went on and lived my life. I didn't spare a thought to it. I didn't mope over it. I wore bright colours to his funeral. I got the whole of the uh, congregation or the uh, whatever your congregation is in, in when you burn someone, cremate someone. I got them all laughing over our stupid antics, right? And that was it. And I never allowed it to get me down. There was one time after Lee popped his clogs that I got really drunk one night. It was back in my drinking days. Drunk like a bottle of rum or something. And then I saw something that reminded me of me, something he'd done in my house. And I looked at it and went, and it really hit me. And to be honest, I had what I can only describe as a real therapeutic cry. Cried for like half an hour. Balled my head off, you know. And as that half an hour came to an end, I just started laughing and laughing. And I've been laughing ever since. Um, it does work, folks. If you can be really strict with your emotions and not even go there. I did it with my mother. I did it with my stepfather. Lee's uh, funeral, we were all up all night partying. You know, everybody was just putting a positive spin on it. It was it was a refreshing change from that morbid black service that, that British people seem to think is in some way, you know, the, 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 the way forward. So, yeah, that's how I deal with it, folks. Like I said, that's just for me. I hope it it helps you. Um, Remember those people that have gone by the by, they, they loved you and they wouldn't want you to be upset, so please don't be it. And remember what, what I always said, what I always say. You get one life. That's it. One life. You don't want to be spending time miserable. You, you haven't got that time, you know. You haven't got that time. You've got one life, and if you live it right, one life is enough. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username, Chris Thrall. Instagram, Chris.Thrall. Thank you.
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com/audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com/audio. That's carshield.com/audio.